Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 8th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed you forgot the day. Um, you know, one of the virtues of starting on the first of the month the is that we record on all the same days. So when we record on the first, we also record on the eighth. That's true. But I just forgot that. What, every, I mean, do you think my, every, every single time. my entire world is like oriented by the time, by the first of the month recording month? It should be. It sh- that's that's why I'm suggesting. I just got maybe you should make some I make st- some life changes. Realize what's what's important in life. I started talking. I did it without thinking. My mouth started going. End of a long weekend. Worse for the wear. Had a great wedding in Cleveland. I drove back today, just on adrenaline, getting ready for the week. Sunday scaries. Definitely wasn't waiting. You were waiting for Sunday the night. Day that would never ad- end. That's the adrenaline hour. that was carrying you. Holy the adrenaline cow. carried you on your ride. Let me tell you, it felt like Sunday night, like at like two p.m. Just uh, the day that doesn't end with the extra hour. So it was a long weekend, but victory Monday. The Browns just kicked ass. We listened to it in the car ride home. Great game. And sneakily, which absolutely no one cares about or wants to hear about, the Cavs might be not bad. They whipped up on Look the, at neck, you. You go, the Knicks. Go back to Cleveland for a weekend <laughs> and start talking about the, the Cavaliers. <laughs> Evan Mobley's really good. He might be good. They've won like five in a row. They're, they 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 beat the Knicks in, in New York. They might So good victory Monday. I think, I think the right term for them is frisky. They're frisky. 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 We could have a, a whatever it is now, NBA Central Division, the Bulls-Cavs Bulls, could have Bulls, some battles. Going. Yeah, yeah. So, Detroit's um, got Cade Cunningham. You know, yeah, but they Milwaukee's stink. got Giannis. Yeah, I've and heard. Indiana has nobody. I've heard. Uh, good victories for you. You got the Illinois one and Peters, Thomas Illinois. Peters, Thomas. Yeah, right. Big Illinois, big, uh, big Illini weekend. <laughs> Peter raked Minnesota team, if I'm not mistaken, and you got the Bears tomorrow night. I don't understand night. how they've beaten two ranked teams. Who was the <laughs> other one? Penn State. Penn State. Be <laughs> <laughs> Penn State and Minnesota. They lost to Rutgers the week before. They Let me lose tell to you. Rutgers, and then they beat Minnesota. That Burt, you know, Bielema, that was a real asshole move throwing everyone under the bus. <laughs> As a youth coach, sports coach of, of, of the youths myself, and I, you know, I could give you tips and pointers. That was outrageous the way he said no one on the team is like good. No one on the team should be playing Division One football. That he got so lucky they beat Penn State. Like that was so out of bounds. I'm out I on think, I think that, that he, I think that the message has worked. No, that's all. That's I, that was the narrative. Like, I'm sure people you, tried to attach. You roll the you you make the make the kids run ladders right at the start of practice. 
Bielema tells them they don't belong there. And I mean, he basically he said we're not good. He threw all his kids under the bus. They are good, though. He's just being honest. They're not any good. You can't say that in public. That was terrible. But hey, congrats. Why can't, why can't he? Because they're kids still. Look, they're 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 scholarship players. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Congrats to your Illinois, uh, Illini, and Thomas Peters, first win in like two years. We'll get to the golf results. Let's start with that. Uh, and Mayakoba, it's just always going to be Mayakoba. I'm sorry. These new ridiculous title sponsors can come in. It can be whatever you want to call. It. It's just Mayakoba. That's what it'll always be. The Worldwide Technology Championship. You can call it that if you're, you're forced to, but we're not forced to do anything here. Victor Hovland kind of runs away with it. Had potential. You had Justin Thomas. You had Scotty Scheffler. You had Matthew Wolf, Joaquin Neiman. You had the. It didn't have any potential though, because Victor didn't let it have he any potential. Kind of choked it out quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think he made three birdies on the front nine, and uh, start just of took Sunday. Care of business. Yeah, you had yeah. Carlos Ortiz, Abe Answer. There, there was potential for a sleepy fall event to, for it to be something fun. Um, but Hovland just kind of dusted him and got away. This with is it. this might be Hovland's alley, Hovland's cave. That's correct. That's what they should call it. The Victor Sainoti. Say not. How do you pronounce that? It's C E Y N O T E. So it's like that's the fancy name for the cave. Um, yeah, maybe that's what they call it, Victor. <laughs> that's a good one. You come up with that, or was that a prep note? No, the, I came up with that. Just, right, um, good. I do, I just think this place is fit for him. I hope why? He plays what does that mean? The, why is it fit? Are you just because he's won? There's nothing. No, about no. It. So he's at green? the he's at the top of the top of the rankings off the tee, and now most of the guys at the top of the rankings off the tee get there by hitting it an exorbitant amount. You know, a distance, distance. off the tee. Yes, Hovland is up there. He's like, I mean, he's long. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He's long, but he's not yeah. crazy long. He's up there because he's u- uber accurate, too. Right. Um, right. So when do you combine that, like when you're above average length and you're really accurate and you go to a course where there's mangroves everywhere. Right. Like, and you can still hit driver without losing drivers, you know? Saw that quite a bit. <laughs> you know, Scheffler taking penalty strokes. Uh, JT trying to punch through the the forest and all this stuff. Like... The thing about that course, I'm not, we're not going down this road, is like you could be playing half the time there and have no idea you're near near the sea. I mean, they're just carved claustrophobically into the trees. You know, you're no no idea you're near the beach. So, uh, but yeah, he he was able to navigate through those the, that forest. Gets his second win. They're calling him the man at Mayakoba. All this stuff. He's now won there twice, and uh, well, he won in on the European tour as well, and obviously at the. A Puerto Rico Open win. Um, lots of wins. He's only 24. Lots of wins. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of wins for a 24-year-old. I, I agree. Three on tour and uh, and one on the European more tour. More than Scotty Scheffler, for sure. A lot sure. more. Um, more than Matthew Wolf. He's obviously notoriously talked about his chipping sucks. His putting was really what kind of made this, you know, whatever. This, that's what happens. You get hot with the putter. You're as good, good as he is off the, the tee and... and Ball striking, you get hot with the putter, you you win by three, four, five, and it becomes stress free. Uh, so I, I thought his chipping wasn't bad today. There was a couple times he blew one into like some sandy waste area, got creative, hit like a, a low low runner, just kind of trying to dead it into the side of the hill. Uh, so it wasn't terrible chipping. I don't know. It, it seems like he's getting better. I suppose. 
Yeah, improvement. All he has to be is average at it. You right. know, nobody, right. nobody becomes a great player because of their chipping. You know, prowess. Right. He's got what you want <laughs> to have. He's got right. the the off the tee and approaching the green. So on that note, yes, last year in the season he was fifth off the tee, so fifth best off the tee player according to strokes gain, and he was fifteenth on approach, which is. Really rare to see somebody near the top of both statistics. So I was curious. You know, obviously you add those two up, you got come to a total of twenty, rank of twenty when you add like you know, kind of like the old total driving stat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you come to twenty. I was like, oh, who else was sub twenty? You know, and John Rahm was second off the tee and eighth on approach. He was ten, so that's a ten. There's one other guy that was ahead of ahead of. Uh, Havlin's total. Can you guess what, who it was? You're never going to guess this. And I, yeah. Who was it then? Corey Connors. I was going to okay. He went eighth and ninth I mean, off the tee and approach. Yeah. Which is, you know, and that's yeah. a guy that can't chip or can't putt. So. Right. He was but, that good all year, you know, tee to green, that it, it kind of overcame. I mean, he was constantly in contention. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the CT machine wasn't there either. So. Now, I don't have an Excel doc to just, you know, rifle through like the likes of Justin Ray or Smarten or sure. or famed data scientists that tell you how smart they are. On, Proficient on, on, in on Excel, then. but maybe not, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I don't have I don't have access have to the to the to the goods. I, yeah. I need the access. Sure. I, I'm sure I could figure out you're how behind to, the data know, wall. You're on the other side of the you, do, you don't have rights <laughs> to the data lake. I'm on the other side of the moat. <laughs> you can't swim in the lake. All right. <laughs> So, uh, the, from my my calculations, I saw Keegan Bradley was next with, at a, a combined total of thirty two. So he's twenty eighth off the tee yeah. and fourth. Horrible putter. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the last one I saw Cantlay was thirty six total. So he's twelfth and twenty four. Nobody else, like, was even, like, looking through them was even close. Like, you know, you had guys in the 50s and stuff like that. But it's pretty crazy, like, how good he hits it. Obviously, his his chipping and putting were right around zero, which is fine. But if he, if he has a few hot putting weeks, he's going to win a lot. This is similar to Colin Morikawa. Morikawa, Morikawa when he putts well, wins. And that... It's going to be the way Havland is. It's kind of the way JT is, too. In an era when, like, everybody, like, all the best in the world gained strokes off the tee, more or less. Like, he is demonstrably, like, not better, but he's maybe the best at gaining strokes, right? It's not just one of the top. He is, like, maybe the top gaining strokes off the tee, right? I mean, Havland? Not, yeah. Not, not, yeah. Not, I, I understand, like, at most places, it just pays to murder the ball 360 yards, and, and it doesn't matter where where it lands most of the time. But but he seems, he's not just really good. Like, he doesn't have the requisite skill set. He's, like, elite off the tee. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All he's right. He's going to be which, at the top every year. I don't know. I don't want to talk big picture trajectory. Everyone's in, everyone, 
You know, every time you know a young guy wins, they're like, what does that mean? Is he going to win a major? Cobra. Is he going to, you know, when's he going to break? Well, you know, how many wins? Is he, but hey, it's good. Winning matters and, he, and he's getting it done. Listen, th- right. we talked about this with like Rom recently, like, you know, the last couple years. So Rom was really consistent, had some good wins. I don't think Hovland has any win that compares to Rom's wins. You know, whether they were the, you know, he had the Rolex series wins and and then obviously Tory early on. Like, I think those, you know, that would be a player you could compare him to, but he just doesn't have, like, this is what makes, made Rom so special. Like, these guys are both really, you know, Victor Hovland, not to take anything away from him, special player. But, you know, in comparison to Rom, Rom, Rom was elite off the tee, elite approach player and elite putting. Like all the time, that's, yeah, yeah. You, you know that that's the difference between you know. But I think like you look at Hovland, like he, I think he's going to be a guy that's a really, really good player for a really, really long time. But I don't know if he's ever going to be like a a huge winner, like where he wins a ton. I think he might be more, you know, in, is in the Sergio Garcia vein, where. You know, he contends a ton and knocks off one or two and might be around for a really long time. And and then the win total looks really good, right? Yeah. Aesthetically, you know, fantastic to watch. Like and like before we talk trajectory, yeah, he has zero top tens in majors. So, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to check next. Right. Where, where does the game... I, I don't know. Where do, where does it where does it stand out? You know, what kind of tests, what kind of plays does it stand out? I know he's done well I mean, at Memorial, places like that, or, or Muirfield Village. He's he's contended and done what played well there. But yeah. Uh, he has not made noise really. I mean, you expect major. him to. He, he hasn't played that many times around. So like you know, I'm I'm Did not okay as an amateur at Pebble. Like okay. Right? Yeah. The Hobble yeah. role came out. I think of he that. was like thirteenth or something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm okay. like I'm not worried about his. He's only played in seven, eight of them. Yep. So yep. I'm not worried at all. But like, let's let's see some, you know, real deal. And we haven't seen him win a big time tour event either. These are small small timers. I'm worried about his apparel deal. Consistently one of the worst dress. Like how you young guy like that. Great personality, great character. He's amazing the charisma. Lindbergh or whatever. He looks like a they got him dressed they they put him in more bad stuff. Anyways, congrats to Victor Holland. Do you have anything else on the Mayakoba? JT sort of blew a tire coming in. Not blue, he just couldn't catch up. Couldn't catch he, up to He Holland. got off to a terrible start. I well, think. on Thursday, he was bad. First nine, he was yeah. like... Oh, do you know how Hovland made his one uh, his double, lone double for the week? No. Mangroves? The cave? Ball land, landed, on, landed on a sprinkler head. Just bounced right into the mangroves. Oh, I'm surprised the I'm surprised the tour just doesn't have like a local rule for that. You know, well, the lift clean play stuff. Like I, I would think they would just say, "Oh, just put a town where you thought it landed and play." Listen, like I I kind of love the quirk of a bounce off off sure. a sprinkler head. Sure. But one thing I've always wondered is like, how have we not come up with like little caps that we put on? And, and any green or superintendent that's listening to this is probably going to curse yeah, me out for yeah. this. Yeah, the additional like, step. How, how is there not like like how is Toro or Rainbird or any irrigation 
manufacturer not come up with like a little like astroturf cap, you know? Something but that like, deadens it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, why Why is it still this? Like, we, we should have caps. It should pop out, and then it should be like astroturf on regular days. On the bright or, side, or like it gave the, us the, the John Huggins story when he, he missed the British Open qualifying because he hit a... The sprinkler. And it went and got... You know, was howling at the moon, drunk in a field in Scotland or England, I think it was. All right, anything else on Mayakoba? Scheffler got close and then immediately started blowing putts. Um, I, I don't have anything else. I'm I right feel now. like we're we're starting to get into Carlos Ortiz situation. I think he's got three straight top tens here. He's kind of feeling like he, I'm getting a lot of Mike Weir Canadian Open vibes from from Carlos Ortiz. At Mayakoba. He does. Like, just contending in, in, in his home country, but can't, can't get it done year after year. And it's got to be, you know, playing with the weight of the world there. But he goes to defend at Houston. I got tricked. I got tricked. The Andy thing this week tricked me. The PGA Tour comms, I don't know if I was in the middle of the wedding and got an alert, said 18 of the top 30 have committed to play the Houston Open. And I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Like, well, that's great. Great great city, great venue, kind of, that's great. And it was 18 of the top 30 FedEx Cup uh, standings. And it, was, it, it took me like three times. I had to go back to it. I got duped, which, you know, it's still fine. It's good, commendable. But, I mean, the FedEx Cup in November, those standings are far from the 18 of the top 30 players in the world. But perhaps with Andy would argue with that. Um, all right, we're on to Houston on the PGA Tour. It's misleading. <laughs> all right, uh, other results from the weekend. This happened Saturday morning here. The, the conclusion was Saturday morning here in the eastern United States. The Asia-Pacific Amateur. Thrilling conclusion. World number one ranked amateur. So, like, you know, he, he went and got it. It was leading for most of the event. Keita Nakajima. This was in Dubai. I mean, which, come on. I don't think they should land the Asia-Pacific Amateur. It was one of those, they get enough golf. They get enough great golf. They got two Euro Tour events coming in the next two weeks. I don't know. It was just, it was this, it looked like a water park. There was so much water everywhere. Dubai Yacht Club or whatever it's called. Nakajima wins. He's the world number one player. It was really exciting. Won a second playoff over uh, Taichi Ko, who's from Hong Kong, plays at Notre Dame, hit it in the water. So Nakajima kind of had a able to, I don't know, a little less stress on that second playoff hole. He's got a Masters berth, Open Championship berth. I think he was already in the U.S. Open and, and uh, British Open based off his like amateur ranking. But uh, here's some of his accolades already. He's won the Australian Amateur, the Japanese Amateur. He was T30 last month at the Zozo. Pretty good. T30. He's on like the PGA 200th Tour. and something in the OWGR. Oh, yeah. He's won two golds at the Asia Games, and he, uh, I think he won the Panasonic Open on the Japanese tour against all the pros. I think he won it, if I'm not mistaken. Guy, um, really exciting. I mean, you have Kanaya, who just was number one amateur. You've obviously had Hideki in the past, who won this event, and you know, obviously just won the Masters. Nakajima, I, I'm fascinated by. He's jacked. He's kind of ripped. If you, he's a big boy. He's got some guns. Uh, and he's already proving it on PGA Tour events, Japanese Tour events, and then the the kind of amateur events he needs to win to get into births, uh, births into some of these bigger majors. So, 
Good finish. Great and he was finish. in tears. It was cool. I thought the scene was cool. He was like a guy who's number one and done everything to see him, you know, ball in for winning this. I think this event is really like, it feels a lot younger than it is. I think we're like year 12, 13 or something. And it, it seems to be working, kind of doing what it, what it should do at the amateur level, right? At the younger grassroots level in Asia. So I completely agree. Seems I feel working. like it's, it's, you know, it's a really cool pathway into big championship golf yep. that was very needed. Yep. Augusta National might know what they're doing in terms of getting events off the ground and succeeding. Um, all right. Elsewhere, Portugal Masters. Thomas Peters. Thomas, don't call me Thomas Peters. Thomas. It's his fifth Euro Tour win. Uh, I think it's his, back. his last win was two years ago. I think it was the Czech Masters. Might have been. No, yeah, he, he's always done well at the Czech Masters. Kind of, I wouldn't say he didn't have to work for it, but the guys sort of crumbled around him. Matthew Pavan, I think he had a triple bogey uh, when he hit two in the Jackie water. Jackie Robinson. Lucas Beauregard, the twins, the Hogard twins, I think were playing in back-to-back groups one day. They were factors. Um, Patrick Harrington, you know, he's back to being a competitive golfer after taking time to be a captain. He was somewhere i think top 15 but uh peters sort of cruised in and gets the win i don't know not a strong field but congrats to your illini as somebody who's you know kept close tabs on the former illini great you know uh one of the things i always think about when i think about thomas peters is that Ryder cup at uh at Hazel team. Sure, everybody does. That's literally all they think about. Most of the well, time. Well, it with just Thomas. you know, you just think about like how good you thought he was gonna be at that moment. And obviously he's still like he's still gotta be under thirty. I think he's probably twenty eight, twenty nine. And uh there's still a lot of time. And he's still hits the crap out of the ball. He's still got all the tools. So temper's under knows? control, maybe. Yeah. I think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it you know, I think the temper's fine. Him and John Rom run a little hot under the collar. Terrell, too. Yeah. This guy, he's maybe the best club snapper out there. I don't think he's doing that anymore. Congrats to Thomas maybe. Peters. It's a, it's a win. I wouldn't say it's a big win. I need a real big win. Is that the song? I, I don't think it was a, a big win, but congrats. Uh, elsewhere, Lydia Ko wins the Saudi something. Aramco Saudi Women's International. Not really a good field. Let's be honest. She was talking about how great it was to be at Royal Greens. Um, she thought, shot a 65. I think she won, but she shot the course record like on Saturday, then shot a 65 Sunday, and won by five, 23 under. Congrats to Lydia Ko, I suppose. Good job, Lydia Ko. Second yeah. win this year. Saudi's, Saudi's uh, hosting golf. Yep. You know? yep, yep. And then on the Champions Tour, the Timber Tech Championship, Steven Alker wins. At uh, Boca Raton, the old course, the home of, uh, I don't know, Boca Raton Golf, the old course at Broken Sound. Uh, Alker, this is amazing. I got this from, I think, a Golf Digest write-up. He won 305000 for winning. So he's won $896,207 in nine events since he qualified for the Boeing Classic outside Seattle in late August, which was his Champions Tour debut so he's won almost 900 grand in nine events he it's more than he made in his entire career on the pga tour no yes yes 
He turned 50 on July 28th. So he t- like this is again kind of shows the kind of pulls the pants down on the Champions Tour and just like you know so he immediately turns fifty, immediately qualifies for the Boeing Classic. I don't know if he Monday qualified how he got in, then quickly makes almost a million dollars in nine events. He gets into top thirty six, the Schwab Finals in Phoenix. Um, so he got seventh at the Boeing Classic, which is what he qualified in for. So that got him into the next event uh, where he finished third. I think it was the, the Ally Challenge. And then he had four more top tens. So it, it's like, it's kind of crazy. And that gets him in the, the postseason, which he then won the second leg, and now he, which was enough to get him to Phoenix. He's won almost 900 uh, grand in nine events and more than he's ever won uh, in his entire career on the PGA Tour. Speaks the Champions Tour. They're doing backflips in the little, I don't know, meeting room number 94 at the Global Home that can, where they run the Champions Tour out of. Go ahead. Can I, uh, you know, he's playing on the Corn Ferry Tour before this. Yes. He had a T5 two weeks before he made his Champions Tour debut. Oh, All right. so early July. Okay. That was his only top 10 finish in 15 starts. He had eight missed cuts. On the on the Corn Ferry tour. And now he's just. <laughs> I mean, what is this? This is Social Security. <laughs> this is the, you know, the social safety net for these golfers. Guy made no. Guy couldn't make it. He didn't make it. <laughs> now he's made a million dollars since July thirtieth. Turns fifty and makes a million dollars. And good on him. It's not. I'm not taking a shot, Stephen Elker, but this system. So, are you saying that it shouldn't that that it should only you should have to have made it on the PGA Tour to be playing? No. Are you are you getting no, into that? Absolutely not. I'm because just thinking it's already it's already the hardest place to get on. You know, the they have Q School. There's like five spots. This is not to say Scott Perrell's the Stephen Elker shouldn't. Have a chance, but Ken making a million dollars? It just seems not commensurate with whatever else is going on in some of these other tours. And we've talked about that in the past. And this is kind of to your point. Some of these corn fairy guys should be able to call up. If you get a hot week, you get a hot like three months, that's a career. Maybe that, and, but they don't have access to get up there. Maybe they could be a top 50 player in the world for three months, right? Yeah, and you're playing, but you can't get in. Like you can't get called up. And this Stephen Alker just went and made more money the his entire career's worth in in nine events. So uh, I think you know. I guess you could do it on the PGA Tour if you start Monday. You know how, you know how much he, you know he made on the Corn Ferry Tour in his career or last in in 2020 2021 Super Season 29 events uh, uh, 17,000. Oh, come on. I don't know. What? He had a top five. I'm kidding. All right, fine. Give it a second guess. Uh, $125,000. So, 80 grand and 29 events on the Corn Ferry goes up to the Champions Tour. Nine events, $900,000. I mean, he went and won it. You know, he beat Furyk. I just, I, I think the Champions Tour and Lahner is like the number one seed. The guy 
is whatever, 65, and he's the number one seed in the finals. I just, uh, I don't, I don't know. He's going to be sitting on McCarran's bar stool. <laughs> the McCarran stool. Who was the guy that holed out and got him the win? God, Maggart, uh, Maggart. right? <laughs> the clashing colored Maggart. <laughs> this is the black shoes, navy slacks, you know, <laughs> three different types of tan up top. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Maggart. That's right. All right. I think that does it for the golf that's finished. What's still ongoing is Q School. Did not get it oh, in at yes. the landings in Savannah. Some brutal weather. Looks like the like it was not pleasant weather in most of Florida and you know southern Georgia this weekend. I played golf up in Ohio. It was great. Twenty nine degrees when yeah. we teed off, but we didn't have rain. We played. We got it in. But they couldn't Canterbury, get it in. Over Club so, so, Challenge place. Yeah. He's talking to some people about the Overclub Challenge. They're talking about the Heavenwood that went off the property into someone's backyard. And that's when everything got blown up. Anyways. Yeah, we're going to we- A big weekend for the, for the line I in Q School. It looks like, I don't want to jinx him, but Michael Fiegels. Okay. Recent graduate of the, of the fine University of Illinois. Looks right. like he's Congrats. got his card yeah. lockup. Zach Fisher leading the way. He does lead. Yep. A burly boy, Jonathan Brightwell, is right there. That's a great name. Uh, Eric Cole, the the minor league tour. Is great. he an actually burly boy? Is he actually burly, or did he just go know. to Oklahoma? We don't know. Okay. All right. We'll have to. Tom, Tom Lovelady, a burly boy, full of perspective from working at Discovery Land Company. <laughs> Selling is, uh, property to billionaires. He's got T14. All, all right. Uh, your guy, Tane Lee, is T22. Looks like he's in decent shape. The thing is, T22, this is why you should watch. T22's two under. That's okay. going to get you lots of starts, right? Yes. You want to yes. be top 40 effectively in this thing is, is the way I think I remember it, if I remember it correctly. Plus one, one over, is uh, is T47. All right. So you got a lot of bunching. Okay. So in there, like, you got Ryan Lumsen, one of Chicago's five, Chicago's own Big Ten team. He lives, you know, they say he's from London, but, you know, really he's Chicago boy. Sure, sure. Alvin Choi's in there. Kevin Yu, great player from uh, Arizona State, is one under. Um, and then you've got some guys like John Augustine. Uh, he's, he's one over. And uh, you got Austin Eckrote, who's Oklahoma State guy. You know. Yep. You see yep. Danny Summerhays is back? Yeah, I did see that. Back from the classroom. We all had the, we had to give him all the, the pop and circumstance and send him off with the hero's farewell, the tears, and this is it. We're hanging it up, and you know, he's back. Was, pulled a Brett Favre on us. Came right back out of retirement. Um, so this you will know be- who's still out there? What? The Burley boy. He hasn't... Listen to this. This is so absurd. He hasn't... They don't even have his scores in for the third round. Yeah. I see that. I'm looking at him now. What is going on? It blew golf. They're covering it, but they don't have scores. The PGA Tour scoring apparatus. That's the other thing. No shot link in Mayakoba. 
It's like a billion dollar organization. Shaoling doesn't got held up in customs. Didn't get down to Mayakoba. But they can't and they can't do scores for Corn Fairy Tour. But we will will commend them. This is uh if you want to just not do work on Monday, 9:30 a.m. It looks like they start streaming. 9:30 to 3:30. Monday golf, Monday finish golf. I think it's on PJ Tour Live or maybe it's golfchannel.com it looks like. So. Here's a question. Yeah. Vasaki, he's on the outside looking at. He's me. in a featured group, I should say. Big Mike. Celebrity Mike. He's in one of the featured groups. Okay. I feel he's, bad for Big Mike just I do because too. of the circumstances he's been put in. He's become a pawn. Yes. He's become a, a content pawn. pawn. It's ridiculous. They got him answering these fake phone calls scripted for uh TV. It's like it's just ridiculous. They're what they're they're exploiting him. Big Mike. So he he's no no, uh, he, it doesn't look like he's going to get starts. He's like the Elian Gonzalez of this the content game. They're just they're using him. These people are using him for his own purposes. Go How ahead. many sponsors exemptions does he get this year? In the hopes that JT they can stage a JT sponsors exemption call. <laughs> Mike sitting at home gets the sponsors invite. Camera crews there. They tell JT to call Big Mike. Good, good <laughs> camera. Just for the content? Just for the content. Well, if you get this many views, he's in. The next one. Uh, JT had some quote, like, he's a great player. I've never played with him, but he's a great player. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call someone a great player. You don't have to play with them, but it's just I seemed mean, a little disingenuous. I mean, you kind of need to, like, at least see If it. you're a pro, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that could be the... Yeah, development of the year. Big Mike exemptions. Steve Stephen Fountain's not going to get starts. It might be over for him. Oh come on! There's always a soft I'm, landing. I'm at the serious. Fountains. I'm serious. What does that mean? I think he's really worn down by it. I think it might be might be the end. Hmm. That'd be sad. Honestly, I think it could be. This could be the end. Let's have a ceremony Fountain. for him at at the fountains. <laughs> Put, put some dye in the fountain. <laughs> Make a statue. Do whatever you need to do. All right, that's it. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off? It's sleepy. Monday, you know, November at golf, you know? Well, you got the Bears Monday night. I'll tell you what, I'm not, I haven't been waiting for Monday night. I, I don't want to watch. We you got to be a big Bears fan. You got to root we need for the us Steelers. to beat the Steelers. Knock off the Big Ben. Knock off the Steelers. Is that in Pittsburgh or Chicago? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't even matter. I think <laughs> NFL might be a bunch of teams that are like not great. They're either not that good or they're like okay, semi good. Just seems like everybody can lose to anybody right now. But I need the Bears to come through in Chicago. Okay. Or no, in at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. All right. Enjoy that Monday night. Is it a Manning cast? That'd be nice. Hopefully, you get a Manning cast for that one. That would be nice. Uh, hopefully, you get that. They can talk about Matt Nagy. I'm going to be in D.C. They could we crush could, Matt Nagy. We could Nagy. watch it together. I'm going to be in New York. There's yeah. Two ships passing in the night here. That's sad. But but that would be fantastic if we got Manning cast talking about Matt Nagy. This just like rake him oh. over coals. We can only hope they. We had Romo and Nance do it a couple weekends ago. The chance if he's on the sidelines, they're going to suck. 
The offense is going to look terrible, so. That's true. All right, we'll watch for that Monday night. All right, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back later this week. We'll talk a little Houston Open. I think LPGA comes back, Dubai, stuff like that. Uh, We'll talk to you soon.